The following podcast contains true stories of sex, kink, gender, or body image. Thanks for being a consenting adult, because here we go. All of my life, I've never fit, but I won't complain and I won't quit. I am enormous, get used to it. Everyone tells me I'm too much. Maybe it's just you're not enough for me. Can't you see? I'm the kind of woman I'm supposed to be. Hi there, and welcome to the Body Storytelling Podcast. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie Delatour, and this week we have a story from sex educator and bisexual trans man, Andy Miles. How's your week going? I'm incredibly boring lately. I know that a lot of people like to catch up on what's going on in my life in this part of the show, but there's not much except preparing for big change. The end of this year, I have a lot of stuff changing in my life. And I'm trying to be calm, stay in my home, clean, organize, get rid of things, and be prepared for what's next. The high point of my week was going out with my best friend, Lil P. And I had told her about my favorite fish and chips place, which she now loves. So our routine has been, I pick it up, I meet her in the park, The dog lays at our feet and begs for french fries, and we have fish and chips while catching up on each other's lives. It's pretty nice because she's considering moving out of the area, and I'm not sure how much longer we can have this in-person time. And how much longer can we sit in a park at a picnic table and do this? It's November now. So the weather's been holding up other than that massive bomb cyclone atmospheric river thing that happened last week. And Halloween was pretty boring here because I live in kind of a sketchy neighborhood. And that means that no one trick-or-treats at my house. It's sad, but I did drive around to look at costumes as the kids were going out to do their trick-or-treating and it was adorable. I know that if you're a pervert, Halloween is probably your favorite holiday of the year, isn't it? I'd love it if you tell me about your costume or better yet, send me pictures. You know where I am. Dixie at BodyStorytelling.com. Let me live vicariously through your adventures this week. Okay? Ho, 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 y'all. The holidays came early. Not only for you, but also for your man here at Manscaped, the leading men's hygiene brand. Manscaped just launched new products that your man will actually use, including their all-new ultra-premium body wash and two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. It's time to give the man in your life the gift of beautiful skin, hair, and balls this holiday season. And here's a secret. If you go to manscaped.com and use the code Dixie, you'll get 20% off and free shipping. Because I don't know about you, but I am tired of finding Santa's beard in a dude's pants. You can make hairy jingle balls a thing of the past with Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. 
Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find the signature Lawnmower 4.0. This electric trimmer has proprietary advanced skin safe technology. It's also waterproof, so he can use it in the shower. I can tell you, after lockdown, things got a bit out of control, so I used the Manscaped myself. And it took care of things quite well. It's like a gift to yourself with less mess. The Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant, moisturizer, and toner. So you can help keep his North Pole feeling and smelling fresh. Their hygiene bundle also comes with a pair of Manscaped anti-chafing boxers that'll keep his junk feeling fresh all day. The perfect package for his perfect package. Manscaped is going beyond the groin with their new ultra premium body wash. It's infused with aloe vera and sea salt to keep his skin feeling clean, nice, and moisturized. It smells so good, I bet you're going to want to use his body wash too. They also launched their new two-in-one shampoo and conditioner, which has key ingredients with benefits that include hydrating, moisturizing, conditioning the scalp, and strengthening his hair at the same time. Tis the season to load up on Manscaped products. So get your man, your dad, your brother, your friends, the best gift of all, the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Because every man has Manscaped on their wish list right now. So get him products he'll actually use this holiday season. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Dixie at Manscaped.com. Taking time to treat yourself well is more important than ever right now. As you practice self-care, you may think of getting cozy under a warm blanket or cuddling with a friend or lover in front of Netflix while the wind howls outside. But remember, you can treat your body well on the inside and the outside with UberLube. UberLube is a luxurious, high-grade silicone lubricant made from clean, body-safe ingredients. What makes it body-safe? It's free of nasty additives like parabens, preservatives, and petrochemicals. If you've ever had an adverse reaction to lube, it's probably from water-based lubes because they get absorbed into your bloodstream. UberLube stays on the surface of your skin and doesn't enter your bloodstream like water-based lube. It's great for all kinds of play, vaginal, oral, anal, oh, the holy trifecta, and thousands of doctors recommend UberLube for its simple ingredient list. UberLube offers long-lasting performance when you want it, then it quickly dissipates without leaving a sticky residue. It cleans up easily, there's no flavor or scent, and it's latex compatible, so it's safe and effective to use with condoms too. And right now, they're offering Body Storytelling listeners a special offer. 10% off and free shipping when you use my code D-I-X-I-E at uberlube.com. Pleasure is self-care, so give it a try. And when it comes to lubrication, nothing beats UberLube. Remember, 10% off and free shipping. Just use the code Dixie at uberlube.com. UberLube, it lets you feel what you want to feel. Well, I bet you're ready for a story. And I'm really excited to tell you about this week's storyteller. Andy Miles is a bisexual trans man and sex educator who was based in Berkeley, California, and is currently trying to figure out what's next. He's a contributing writer at Extra, an award-winning online magazine specializing in queer and trans politics, culture, sex, relationship, and health. Andy is writing a memoir, I Took Your Name, about how he told his straight husband that he was a man. There are links in the show notes for all of Andy's writing, and I hope you'll follow him. 
Andy has been a member of the Body family for many, many years. In fact, Andy and his partner Raj lived at the Ecstatic Attic, which is where we used to hold live rehearsals for Body for many years. So it's been a long time since I've seen him, but I did get to see his face on live stream when he told this story. This storyteller is Andy Miles. Hello. Oh, so hello. 2020, I have packed my suitcase in my apartment in Berkeley to head off to a grand adventure to spend two months in New York, which is every writer's dream. I've been taking night classes in the Bay Area, and I'm finally ready to go take a class at the new school and meet all these New York publication editors to see what it's like to actually make a living doing sex writing in the city. So I arrive on a Saturday night, beautiful, clear weather, clear sky, get out of the car at Lincoln and Underhill in Brooklyn and walk into my sublet, which is full of plants and books about art and sex and food. It's owned by a chef. It's perfect. It's off to the most beautiful start. And then I go to my first class at the new school and say, I'm writing a book about how my marriage survived my transition, and I'm writing a bunch of stories about having sex as a trans man on Grindr. And everybody's excited. There is a place where I can do this with peers to celebrate the craft and to celebrate the dirty stories in print. And I'm having a blast doing this writing, meeting classmates, meeting editors, saying, hey, I want to write about finance and sex, but can I do that or will people find it weird? And they're like, oh no, nobody cares. Like nonsensical question, just make it good. So it's really cool. I'm you know, having this, I live in Brooklyn. I go to school in the village. I take the train everywhere. I walk everywhere. It is the perfect adventure. And I'm not really looking to date. In the fall, I had broken up with two of the people I was dating. I had, my husband was in India doing some family stuff. My long-term girlfriend was in Berkeley. And I was like, you know, I'm just, I'm gonna focus on my writing. I'm gonna focus on my craft. And of course I have the apps, but I'm not gonna pursue anything. I'm not gonna try to look for anyone. But of course, about a month into being there, I just casually opened Scruff on my phone, which is this lovely app for gay men to find hookups. And I have a message from this gorgeous blonde man with blue eyes named Chris, who has tons of piercings and tattoos. And he says, I'm reading When Brooklyn Was Queer, which if you like history, I highly suggest. And hey, it looks like we have a lot in common and you're pretty handsome. So we get to talking about books and turns out he's reading a bunch of academic stuff for his MFA in photography. I talk about what I read for my dissertation back when I was doing my PhD. And we also talk about what we're into. He has read my profile to a T. My name is Books and Barbells. I am into lifting, I am into reading. And it says very clearly on my profile, I'm looking for guys who love being slowly teased and told when they're allowed to come, or guys who really love sucking trans guys' cocks and know how to handle a front hole. Because one of the things that happens when you take testosterone is your clit grows into a miniature cock. It's amazing to watch and it feels really, really wonderful for it to be sucked. So we're talking about books, we're talking about what we're into, and then I say, you know, I think I'd like to explore some enthusiastic fucking. 
And he says, well, I'd love to explore that with you. And we set a date. I go to his house in Williamsburg, knock on the door. He's even hotter in person than he is in his pictures. Go up to his room, perfectly laid out, set up. The condoms right there. The lube is right there. There's a glass of water for me already. And I'm like, oh, how considerate. He says, you know, what would you like? You can just you know, make yourself comfortable. And I'm like, I'm going to push you down on the bed and make out with you. And then I want your mouth all over me. And he was like, oh, please. So pretty soon all the clothes are off. He's a great kisser, by the way, which is lovely. All the clothes are off. And then he wraps his lips around my cock. And I am so thrilled and happy. He knows what he's doing. It is a rare and valuable and beautiful thing to find a cis gay man who knows his way around a vulva, who gets so much joy in orally pleasuring a trans man who hasn't had bottom surgery. He is going to town and I'm coming so many times and he doesn't seem to need anything else. I do, however, get really, really wet. I love that I still have a front hole formerly known as my vagina because it's a self-lubricating hole that is just for sex. It's magic. And I say, hey, would you mind putting on a condom and fucking me? I think that would feel great. So he does and he comes. And then afterwards we're talking, we're talking about books, we're talking about art, we're talking about his school program and where we grew up. And we realize that not only do we like fucking, we like hanging out. It's really fun. So I say, you know, I wanna see you again. And he's like, that sounds great. So we schedule another date. On our second date, we go for a walk and we have lots more sex. And they say, hey, what else are you into? You said on your profile that you're very kinky, but you know, don't get me wrong. I will enjoy your mouth for as long as you would like to give it because that is just glorious. But what else are you into? And he's like, well, I'm really into anal. I'm really into bondage. And you know, I like exploring some of these other things. And I'm like, okay, interesting, noted. Now mouth back to work, please. <laughs> so I, you know, filed all of that for later. And I just want to enjoy being able to come 30 times in a row with this beautiful man between my legs. So we're starting to get into this rhythm of lots and lots of oral, some small amount of usually fucking and then walking around and talking about New York and talking about history. He is like a walking historian. He could be an oral history tour for any of the queer stuff around Manhattan and Brooklyn. And the photography that he does, he goes and replicates really old photos. Like he'll find photos of queers in the 1950s and 60s and then go pose the exact same photo today and then kind of put them together. So it's really cool. And in the middle of all this, you know, we're having a walk. And he's like, you know, New York looks good on you. And I'm like, well, thank you. It's really exciting. I'm enjoying writing. I'm enjoying getting to know my classmates. I'm enjoying fucking you. And right before it's about to be our fifth date, the Bay Area goes into lockdown. And I know that New York is not going to be far behind. And I'm only supposed to be there for a couple more weeks for my class, but I have to decide where I'm going to quarantine. And my first incredibly irrational thought is, oh, I just want to shack up with Chris so that he can eat me out all the time. And then at least I have that during the pandemic. This would be great. And then my logical brain, who's been in open relationships for more than a decade, is like, whoa, 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 honey, like you've had four dates and he is a very skilled mouth. It is true. But you haven't even had a conversation about what you're doing or what this is. Is this romantic? Is this not? Are you friends? Are you fuck buddies? Like, I know that he likes the sex. He has two other partners. You have two other partners. And 
you don't know how long you want to be paying double rent. Like, is this a two-week quarantine where it could be like a fun, sexy adventure? Or is it going to be longer? So I'm like, oh my God, I'm living alone in Brooklyn and I'm already really horny. And if I don't leave right now, I'm going to do something really, really stupid. So I book a last minute flight and come home to Berkeley. And I'm like, okay, I am at least going to quarantine in a place where I have a washer dryer and two bedrooms so that hopefully I'll feel a little bit better. But I text him and say like, I am really bummed to be cutting off this last date, but I want to come see you and fuck you as soon as it's safe. So rain check. And then I'm like, what is this now? Is this like a long distance relationship? We're not dating exactly, but oh my God, that mouth. And then my friends are like, just keep them in the Rolodex. It'll be fine. Just keep them in the Rolodex. And I'm like, okay, so how do I come up with a long distance fuck ship? Like, what is that? And we try kind of texting back and forth, but neither of us are really into texting. We kind of do a FaceTime call once and it's like nice to see each other, but it doesn't feel the same. So it's like, fuck, what do we do? We both like clearly enjoy seeing each other and spending time together, but digitally it isn't working. So we're kind of putting this like fuck ship on ice. And now I got to find something else to do because normally I'm pretty slutty, but you know, I was dating my I have my husband and then I have a long-term girlfriend who's quarantined at home with her pod and I can't see her. My other regular fuck buddy who I love here is a healthcare worker and that's not safe. And I mean, I'm a sex educator. I care a lot about public health. So I really, really want to be fucking during quarantine, but I can't find a safe way to do it. So I need something else to do. And I think, okay, I'm a sex educator I've been trained to teach other people how to have anal sex and he likes anal. And I'm also a power lifter. I'm five foot one. I weigh 140. I deadlift 305. I know a thing or two about training your muscles to do things. So I think I can be one of those super type A productive queers who learns a new thing during quarantine. Some people are doing this with fitness training. Some people are doing this with baking. I decide I'm gonna train my ass. So I put together a training regimen for quarantine. And on Sunday, I start by rereading the classic Anal Pleasure and Health by Jack Marin. Then on Monday, I start with my tiniest butt plug. It is light blue silicone and it slides right in with lube. I almost don't feel anything and I want to immediately trade up. And then I remember this chorus of sex educators chanting what we learned in class, communication, lubrication, relaxation, start small. And I'm like, right, start small. Okay. We'll do that tomorrow. So I stick with the first one for the first day. And then on Tuesday, I'm like, all right, I'm going to upgrade. I'm going to get to the medium plug. Fill that up with lots and lots of lube, put lots and lots of lube in my hole. And then still in under a minute, my ass has conquered the medium. So I'm like, I'm doing pretty good here. I'm proud of myself, but I'm not going to push it too far. So that's, you know, that's that day. The following day, I take out the dick that I have for ass fucking. See, I have a lot of experience topping with anal. I've been fucking guys in the ass and fisting guys in the ass for many, many years. So I have all the equipment. I just don't usually use it on myself. But... This dick is made for ass fucking. It's really long and skinny. It's eight inches long and maybe an inch, a little more than an inch around. And like, this will work. It's, you know, very, very slim. So I gradually slide that all the way in. And then when it's all the way in place, I feel so calm and peaceful and happy and at home. And I was like, oh, I wonder if this is what my bottoms have been feeling all these years. How interesting. I've never felt that with a dick in my front hole before. 
interesting. Stop there. Next day of training, I eye the large butt plug. And then I feel like it's talking back to me. Like, are you? Are you gonna? Really? Really? And I'm like, yes, I have been training. I have been practicing. It is going to be fine. It's pure silicone and it's pretty damn close to two inches in girth. So it's a big step up. But I very slowly work on it. And I tell myself as kind of a meditation, you have fucked and fisted many men. Just imagine that your ass belongs to one of the guys that you fisted. Listen with your hand, listen with your body. You're very good at getting assholes to open up. This will be fine. And I do, and it is. It takes a little while. It takes a lot longer than two minutes. But I get the whole plug in there, and I'm so pleased and proud of myself. My training is working. I have my COVID hobby. I'm learning new things. I'm going to be able to write sex articles about it. And then I figure the cake for the end of the week should be taking my giant dick. This is the dick that I use when I'm fucking size queens, where I say, you know, it's kind of ridiculous that you need this to get off, right? And it's eight inches long, it's two inches wide, it's popularized in the crash pad, if you have watched some of those. I tell myself that to get to this thing, it's gotta be dessert. So I turn on a playlist from a fellow kinkster and I start mentally going through all of these previous kink scenes that I've had as top and bottom. I start playing with my cock and playing with my front hole, teasing, edging, almost getting myself to come and then backing up and then almost getting myself to come and backing off, which is actually really fucking hard because I come really easily. So it's a challenge, I'm dedicated. And eventually I get this whole giant dick all the way in balls deep. And I'm like, oh, this is not a fist, but I have still somehow won the gay Olympics. <laughs> Excellent. Now I like winning but I like winning after I've won even better. So the following day, I put the big dick all the way back in my ass, and then I take the next biggest dick and put it in my front hole at the same time because I want to see how much I can take. And I realize that cis men can't do this. They're poor souls. They're not able to have this experience of having two holes right next to each other filled at the same time. And I feel so sorry for them. I take a video of these two things fitting in and text it to Chris and he goes, oh my God, we've got plans. It's excellent. Sunday, I have completed my initial week of training and I light a lemongrass candle and fill up a tub with eucalyptus bath salts and just rest. I have earned my day of rest. And I keep up my ass training in a more maintenance plan for the rest of the pandemic. Meanwhile, my writing is still happening. My writing classes didn't stop just because of the pandemic. They just went on Zoom. And I kept meeting editors. And one editor put out a call for May, which is Masturbation Month, saying, I want stories about masturbation. Please send them to me. And I say, I have the perfect ass story. Let me tell you. And I send them a little essay called, I Expanded My Horizons and My Ass, which is what I just told you. <laughs> that particular story gets rejected, but the editor says, I love your voice, do you have anything else? And then I sell five different pieces to this really cool queer magazine in Toronto, and I'm officially a working paid sex writer in the middle of the pandemic. So even though I'm not currently getting any with anybody else, I'm getting paid to write about sex for queer and trans people, and that feels pretty good. I will take that as a balance. 
So it's now in the blur of COVID time, my writing group in New York is texting me. We're all in this group thread. And one of them just bought a house in rural Pennsylvania. And she says, I have this giant house with a huge fire pit outside. And I would love for all of you to come here for a socially distanced writing retreat. We'll wear masks, but we'll hang out all day and we'll talk about all the stuff we did before the shutdown happened. And then people were like, oh, but what about Andy? He's in California. I'm like, I will fly out. I am an extrovert. I have been locked in my house for six months. I will be there. You just tell me what needs to happen. And I think I'm so excited that I get to see my writer friends and just workshop with them for a weekend. And then I'm like, wait, rural Pennsylvania is not that far from New York. If I'm just gonna go there anyway, hey, Chris, I'm gonna be in town for a writer's retreat and let me know if you'd like to hang out. And he says, well, we're gonna have to figure out social distancing stuff with my pod, but I would love to see you either socially distanced or with my dick in you and my mouth on you making you come 30 times, kiss face. I would prefer the latter. So I start talking to epidemiologists and my doctor and make a plan because I am a planner. I am an achiever. I am a researcher. I'm going to figure this out in a safe way if it is at all possible. So the plan is I take a COVID test in San Francisco before I leave, assuming it's negative. I get on a plane, masks and hand sanitizer and all and fly to New York, get to New York, quarantine for 14 days, not just because it's the law there now, but also because it's the right thing to do. And I care about my fellow humans. And then after that 14 day quarantine is up, get another COVID test and assuming it's negative, go back to Chris's house in Williamsburg, knock on the door, and then kidnap him and take him to the studio that I'm subletting in the West Village and tie him to the bed and tell him that I'm using his mouth for a week. And then when I feel like I'm satisfied on the mouth front, he can use my ass as much as he wants, however he wants. This is the plan. I would love to tell you how it ended, but this plan starts October 1st. So I can't really tell you the conclusion yet, but I'm so fucking excited. And it just goes to show that even in the middle of the apocalypse, we can be creative, we can figure things out, it'll be all right. Thank you all. Oh my God. Drip, 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 Isha. Drip, 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 Isha. Drip, 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 drip. Mondays I'll be going all natural Tuesdays I'll be keeping it casual Wednesdays I'ma post a little hump day pic Cause I happen to be thick, thick, actual Thursdays I'm at the gym getting body Feeling real, real thotty Everybody still call me Toddy But Friday I'm insane Dripping in chains Don't call my name, call me Drip Bisha Look at that drip, drip, drip Boom, boom in that whip, whip, whip Call me Drip Bisha Drippy the shit, shit, shit Her swag is so lit Monday still twerking, so I'm running late. Tuesdays, I'll be twerking on my coffee break. Wednesdays, got a little dinner day. If he want a little taste, I'ma end up twerking on his face. I like to throw back that ass on Thursday. Bitches are thirsty. Boys, if you heard me, then let me hear you holler. Let me see them dollars. And if you see her in the club, you know what to call her. Drip Bisha. Drip, 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 drip. Boom, boom, and that whip, whip, whip. Call me Drip Bisha. Drippy the shit, shit. 
Let me stop before I start a fight. (laughs) (laughs) That was Drapisha by Todrick Hall featuring Tiffany Haddish. You know, doing something like body is about filling a need. Something that you always wish that you had in your life, but that didn't exist before. And I want to tell you about a trend I'm noticing, which is for people to sign up on Patreon and then to message me and tell me their story. They don't have anyone to tell these stories to, and they know that I am the most open-minded person that is ever gonna listen. So as soon as they sign up on Patreon, they send me an email and they tell me their story. Maybe they ask me a question. This week, I got a question on pegging related to Ruby Ryder's story from a few weeks ago from new Patreon supporter, Aaron. And it made me so happy to read their story and get back to them and answer their question. If you need that in your life, if you need somebody who will not judge you and somebody who can help you figure yourself out and figure out the next big thing, become a Patreon supporter. It's how you and I have the deepest connection. A podcast is not quite as interactive as I'd like it to be. And you know me. I'm a live show producer. I like to connect. So go to patreon.com slash body, support me at whatever level you can. And I am happy to read about your life, to answer your questions. Patreon is exactly what I've always looked for, a way for people to support this show and to let me put my knowledge to use. That makes me happy. So go to patreon.com slash body and thanks in advance for becoming a member. Well, that's our time for this week. But before I go, I want to say thank you to the people who make this podcast possible. Thank you to David Grossoff, Joe Moore, Moso Maxwell-Smith, Donald Mooney, Jeremy Bedick, and Marty Garcia. This has been episode 199 of the Body Storytelling Podcast. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie De La Tour. Thanks for listening. Thank you.